All right, let's do it. A little beer, and then let's go. I also have NyQuil on my desk. Should I drink that? Yeah, eat that or drink it. I've got like um three-fourths of Beer a bottle. Up. Do you think that's enough? Yeah, that's plenty. Maybe get another one. But drink it first and then drink the other one later at the end. Yeah, I don't know if I'd make it through the pod. Is that a train? Yeah, there's a train coming through. Classic train My living life. Room. Classic. Welcome to the Art of the Dive. We're back. I think it's been three game weeks, and the halfway point of the season has passed. The festivist season has passed as well, and now we're on to New Year's celebrations. I'm here with Jake. Jake, how are you, buddy? Uh, hanging in there. Hanging in there. Yeah, did you have a good festivist season? Is Festivus still going on or is it over? I mean, I normally consider, you know, once it's into January, like tonight might be the last night maybe of the Festivus holiday for me. Oh, okay. I would say it was below average at best. But Did you have to spend too much parts. time too much time with family? Is that what's going on? <laughs> no, the family part was actually some of the good parts. Um, got, got pretty sick. Um have worked a lot they're trying to get me to work more and i said hell no um, yeah that's what that you tell them jake you're so tough yeah. yeah six out of seven actually i you're right i was just like no i prefer not to um well i'd rather not but whatever you need in fact i'll do it for free in the spirit of the holiday <laughs> god uh, so yeah i mean had a friend in town, you know, from the Ripping Gang, uh, a fellow FPLer, so that was fun. We got to watch some games, most of the games. It was good. Yeah, good. Well, you're a little bitch, so that's good. We all know that now. Uh, all right. Well, I mean, we have a lot to cover, right? Because we've been away. We had initially planned a pod last week, and uh, we decided just not to. It was the middle of things, and uh, it was busy, and family, and friends, and travel, and work and it was just crazy and so we just decided it was probably better to just to just ghost it and not do it and now we're back and three game weeks have passed jake so a a lot really has happened um in terms of overall rank and performances of players uh and so there's a lot to cover this week uh we've got a lot of questions a lot of big picture topics so i think we should get right into it uh we've got 2.0 who wrote in please look at this question uh from hindsight do we now know the answer was yes, or given the fact that we we only get a point or two off the bench anyways, are we just uh, better riding the rotation? The question was, so he's saying, let's look at this question in hindsight, kind of. Uh, McNulty wrote in, is it worth spending more money on your 12th player to cope with rotation? Is there a case for going without any big hitters and spreading the funds uh, for the next few game weeks? So McNulty actually wrote this question last week, kind of going into this this festivist season where the fixtures were really heavy. And we're going to finish that up now, I think, on Thursday, correct? Or Wednesday? Wednesday, Thursday, when the matches Wednesday, come in. Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah, so... So the question is, is it is it better? Do you maybe go with no big hitters or maybe just one big hitter and then spread that money out throughout your squad so that you have proper coverage when we go through these really heavy fixture runs? What are your thoughts, Jake? I, I think it's uh, something where I would still stick to one to two big hitters. I mean, that's kind of our rule. We've, we found that that works the best with captains. 
Um, otherwise, you almost have too many choices to choose from and you lose points elsewhere. Uh, I got burned this last game week. It was the first time in a long time I only had 10 players play. Um, but I feel like I don't really have that many big hitters. I guess you can consider Mane, KDB, and then Vardy as my third big hitter, which maybe that's the problem. But really, it was just the Pulisic being dropped and me not dealing with that, which was a mistake. And then, you know, the Lundstrom injury and then a little bit of rotation with the Wolves game being so close together. So in all honesty, if I would have just done better with my transfers, I would say that no, in hindsight, I'd still would only go with, you know, one or two big hitters, um, not without any. Yeah, I have to agree with that, actually. I There's actually, there was not as much rotation as maybe people thought there was going to be. I mean, you know, Vardy being rotated obviously was a big one. Um, but with him having his, his child, that was, um, we didn't know when that was going to happen, right? So that was kind of tough. Um, and other than that, I mean, everybody, I mean, some guys got pulled early, right? They, they got pulled a little early. And of course, this last game week was tight. But I think we're going to be back to relatively regular programming going into this next game week on Wednesday, Thursday. I mean, most teams are probably going to be back to full strength or 100% lineup. So, you know, we're looking at a, what was it roughly a four game week period condensed essentially into two weeks and we had one game week in those four where there was some significant rotation most teams most people were able to put out a half decent bench to deal with that uh so i would not say that you should you know drop quote heavy hitters or big hitters uh to try to show your bench up in that way um Anyways, we're in agreement on that. Um, it's unfortunate. I was hoping we could argue about it. Uh, McNulty wrote in another question as well. Which player is most likely to get uh, battered on New Year's and miss game week 21 with a massive hangover? I think that's a good question going into this this next match. So New Year's game, of course. Uh, we've got New Year's Eve and then New Year's Day. Uh, who do you think, Jake? Any players that are going to find themselves in trouble out too late at night? Um, Mendy done. Mendy for sure, hundred percent. Yeah, but I, I was gonna say KDB. You know, you Kevin. <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> Kevin. If people haven't watched, by the way, uh, the Bleacher Report uh, Champions League uh, series on YouTube, it's quite funny. Uh, if you're a football fan, you need to watch it. Um, but yeah, Kevin. No, I don't think Kevin. I don't think Kevin's ever drank alcohol, has he? I don't know. His cheeks are always so red. And I don't know if it's because he's like running really hard and he's a ginger or because he drinks a lot. Sure. Yeah, maybe both. I saw a great, uh, a great tweet on Twitter that was making the rounds uh, that, that somebody said, uh, it must be wonderful to be the manager of KDB because you can just tell when he needs to get subbed off and how tired he is by how red he is. It's easy. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Gautam wrote in halfway point. Uh, so you should do a recap of the season so far and how Jake and you are doing. Also, who are the players we should be looking at uh, to bust up the current template? So I think that that's uh, kind of the next thing for us just to, we don't want to go too deep, right? We could talk, talk, talk about the season. Uh, but I think we should, Jake, big picture, how have, have our seasons gone so far? And, and I can start us off um, if you need just a moment to kind of think about start to finish for you. Um, so 
So I'll start. The beginning of my season was uh, quite rough, as everyone probably knows. I, uh, you know, had not to make too many excuses, but moving, new job, um, a lot. My wife was starting a new job. We just got a puppy. Uh, So a lot of things kind of going on in our lives. Uh, And I really, I had to backseat FPL a little bit. Not as, not like I didn't throw it out, but I had to backseat it a little bit. Um, And it kind of had to continue like that for the first couple months. I would say that about a month ago was the first time in the season that I really sat down and made a transfer plan, which is something that I normally do every year. Um, Normally when I make transfer plans, I shoot to make plans for roughly four weeks at a time. Um, And as everyone also knows, one of my favorite ways to try to play the game is to to hold transfers. So um, I often will have two transfers to play with in in those windows and so that's why i try to be about four four game weeks out um so yeah about a month ago is the first time that i finally sat down and said okay i need to make a transfer plan um that's based off fixture difficulty that takes into account what i actually have for team value um and tries to get me a little bit ahead of the curve on some of some of the moves I've, I've been behind on almost everything like being kind of reactionary if you will and so yeah i mean if you if you rewind here uh in game week 16 i was ranked uh 741k um and now you know i've gotten it down to about 400k so i'm not doing great by any means but i i think that i finally have an idea of a direction that i want to go um and i feel i feel like i'm f- for the first time this season, probably like starting to enjoy it again. Um, and I, I I think I do want to touch on that idea really quickly. I thought that I could enjoy the game just by like kind of being a backseat player, like a casual player, like, you know, make my transfers late. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I like being immersed in the game a little bit more and having a plan. And then if the plan doesn't work out, like at least I can say, oh, I, I had something in mind. Here was my logic behind it. And I tried it. So yeah, it's the first time I would say it's the first time in the, in the year that I'm, even though I'm not doing great, I'm having a pretty awful year at 400 K, but, um, I'm starting to enjoy it a little bit more. So that's my recap. Jake, do you want to take us through your season so far? Yeah, um, it's been it's been up and down, <clears throat> much like my life. Um, started off the season. Hey, let me just stop rough. stop you right now. Uh, just for the <laughs> listeners, if Jake starts crying at any point during this recap, um, I'm just gonna let it. We're gonna we're all gonna let it happen. Okay, we're not gonna intervene. If if there's like a 20 minute session here where Jake's just sobbing, I think we're just gonna let it go. We're not gonna edit it out. So okay, sorry, Jake. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. So yeah, started the season not not doing too great. Missed out on like the big guys like Pookie, um, Cantwell. Who else in the beginning of the year was pretty fantastic? Took me a while to get Abraham in. I, I got him in pretty quickly. Um, you know, we started with I started with Mane and and Kevin, which like helped me and kept me in you know reasonable mm-hmm. area, but um, m- missed out on defense as well. Then, you know, shot up to all the way up to 14K overall. And that's when it all came apart as predicted (laughs) by my pod co-host. Tinkered too much. I took out De Bruyne because he just, it was just stupid. It was stupid on my part. It's a running joke. Each 
of the last what three game weeks you have no uh our friend um has sent uh, you know jokes about me bitching about pep playing kevin high or playing him back in center defensive mid it doesn't matter where kevin plays he's the best fpl player and the best epl player um like if you told me i could only have one player on my team out of all the EPL guys, and I would have to base my team around him, it would it would probably be Kevin. Yeah, he has seven <laughs> goals and 14 yeah. assists. That's crazy. 14 assists on the year. Yeah, and it's, it's pretty nuts, though, how he's done that over the past four game weeks. And I, I took him out the big Arsenal game week where he had three returns, but I've had him in since uh, Wolves. So I've had him for an assist and then goal and assist. Um, which is is good, um, but Sun was the issue. He screws me every year. He's always going to be on my naughty list. Um, I don't, I don't, I just, I can't get him into the team at the right time. Um, so with that and the fact that I overdid it with my defense by getting rid of Trent, worrying about their fixtures and them having four successful cleans in the row in a row. Still having a good year, but I've dropped to 54,000, which is disappointing to me. But it's, you know, again, it, I'm doing okay. Um, it's completely my fault these past couple game weeks. I think I still have yet as an FPL manager to do well during Festivus. And I think mm-hmm. part of it is lack of sleep. I do work a lot of days, long hours. So when there's these, you know, game in, you know, what what was it like? two days separating a game week sometimes i work both those days for like 14 hour days so it's like i i like for you know whatever reason i'll look at something and i'll be like yeah it seems to make sense to get rid of trent right now and it just terrible decision and i i don't know if someone else needs to manage my team during festivus but i'm gonna (laughs) have to fix this in the future you should uh you should hire that workout you know like it gets the festivus period people should have like craigslist ads like man yeah. seeking man or woman to manage team would be great. <laughs> FPL team. Yeah. Certain That's players are on my naughty list. Yeah. That'd be great. Then you have a list it of players on your naughty list. That's what I, pl- it's what I need. It's the naughty need. list is the players you want to get naughty with, right? Yeah, exactly. So son yeah. number one. So. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, that's weird. Um, all right, 2019, almost 2020. Let's do it. Um, here's the next question. Uh, now that we've recapped, right? So we've covered what happened. Should we early wild card? That's that's the big question, right? We have our second wild card available now. We briefly mentioned it on our last pod uh, a couple weeks ago, two two weeks ago now. Um. And you early wildcarded last year. I did not. We're kind of in reverse roles now this year where you have a much better rank and I do not. Um, and so there's, you know, the, the argument, the age old argument with the wild card is, do you play it early and try to get the most that you can out of that time with that wild card played early? Or do you save it for when all like kind of the double and blanks uh, pile up towards you know, in the late 20s, mid mid and late 20s of the year and into the 30s of the game weeks and try to maximize on a handful of game weeks right in that short period of time. It's certainly a risk-reward situation, isn't it? Yep. And uh, I will say that 
one of us may have played our wild card already. <laughs> what? Um, That's the yeah, surprise. I yeah, I did it yesterday. <clears throat> How many? Pulled cha- the trigger. You played your wild card. I did. I did. So you're going with an early kind of aggressive wild card strategy here. Like I'm going to try to make these moves and make it happen now. Well, the yeah, and I think the big problem was the mistake of Trent, and I couldn't get Trent back in my team without doing some major surgery. So overall, I, I made seven changes. Wow, that's a um, lot. And I might. So yeah, I, I mean, I kept Mane, I kept De Bruyne, I still have Vardy, um, and I still have um, Matto. Um, okay. But everything else got switched around at this point. I'm not a hundred percent. Oh, and excuse me, uh, Lundstrom as well. So not, so not completely different. Um, uh, it's pretty but different. enough enough yeah. to be different. So. Wow. Okay. So at the top of the pod, just so everybody knows, Jake. Before we started t- the the recording, Jake said, "So I, I um, I got your voice to do it." <clears throat> So I have a surprise. Do you want me to say it right away or do you want me to say it later? And I was like, well, I don't know. You know, do you want to tell me right now so I know what it is? No, I want it to be a surprise, he said. I said, okay, uh, why don't I just let you start the pot off with it? And he goes, no, I'll work it in. (laughs) Yep. And he said, work it in just like that. Yep. I can confirm. Your wife probably has to hear that like every night. Yeah, sometimes. And then she's like, no, you won't. No, you will not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Wow. All right. That's pretty, that's huge. So you played your wild card. I mean, do you want to, do you want to talk about kind of the thought process or, you know, like the team selection process that you've gone with here or do you not, are you, do you want to kind of keep it secret for now? you know, with, with league stuff and mini league stuff. It's up to you. I'm going to keep it mostly secret. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you can talk it maybe, maybe next week, right? Maybe next week's pod. Mm -hmm. That'll be kind of a big feature of the pod. You can kind of talk us through your picks um, and and why you went the direction that you did maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a fair way to do it. I mean, best case scenario for all of us is that it's just an entire Jake's mistake section on the pod. Yeah, it just explodes even worse. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, but remember the rule. Remember the rule. The first week after the wild card cannot be the defining week of the wild card. Remember that. Yeah, so this is going to be much more interesting because like you said, when I wild carded last year, it was around game week 24 or 25. Right. There wasn't the early double, um, but... You know, I was around 600,000. I think I was over 600,000. And I ended right. up um, just, I think I would have to double check, but I think just over 200,000. So yeah, pretty you clawed good. back quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see because this year I'm much better than that and we'll see what happens. Hmm. Interesting. This is going to be quite the case study. Okay. Uh, well, let's talk then about how our teams did this week. I'll start us off. Um I'll be completely honest. I looked at my team this week and I thought that I was going to have a baller game week. Um, well, I guess we should probably, we've been gone a couple weeks, shouldn't we? So should we just briefly touch on like how 18 and 19 went? Yeah, we can. Okay. We just, I think we'll just do like the fast version. So 
like how many points we got and our game week rank and kind of how that affected our overall. So the last time we recorded was 17, uh, after 17. So uh, after 18, I, I finished with 35 and 18, which was a really rough week for me. I had a great game week 17 um, where the average points was 56 and I scored 94 and had a huge jump mm-hmm. in overall. And I knew that game week 18 was going to be kind of tough. That's how it has always tended to go, at least for me. Uh, like if I have a really big game week, I will have an incredibly average game week after that. So then going into game week 19, again, I had another very good game week, uh, game week rank of 800K. Uh, average points was 49 and I scored 66. I was executing order 66. Of course, Trent Alexander-Arnold uh, was the the main reason for that performance. But if I also got a return from Rashford, who was my captain, Ali and uh, Arier. Uh, and then game week 20, which was this last game week, I'm looking at my team. I love the matchups. I did not have the players that I really was was certain we're going to get rotated. So I was convinced Vardy would. I really thought Abraham would. I'm, I am dumbfounded that he played in the match. I, I, I'm very surprised by that. Uh, I thought that uh, Mane would get pulled off earlier than he did. Um, you know, so there were, there were a lot of players that other teams had that I did not have that I thought, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to smash this. Right. And I really felt good about Salah captain. And that, um, of course fell through. Um, I had TAA with a return, Salah with a return, uh, KDB of course with returns and then, uh, Rashford Martial. So my move was Ali to Martial from, uh, game week 19 to game week 20. And so I'm quite happy with that. You know, Rashford got that absurd call at the end of the game where he fell over and accidentally kicked the ball in the net. That was really awesome. Um, you know, and so so I get it that that's just how it goes, but it was really ended up being a, an incredibly poor game week for me with an average a score of 54 points, um, my score of 49, a game week rank of just under 5 million again. I mean... There's only 3 million active teams now. Did you know that, Jake? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, it's down to about... So there's like 7 million teams that have been created in the game. Uh, somebody just ran a query of it, posted the results on Twitter. I believe um, they they judge it by a transfer in the last five game weeks. So you've had to have at least made one transfer in the last five game weeks. Uh, and there's only like 3.4 million or something or 3.2 million teams that are even active anymore. And I, got, I fucking had a game week rank of 4.8 million. Like... Uh, yeah, it's that's just how the season's been. But I understand that. And going forward, um, I'm quite still quite happy with my team. Um, I really like the look of the fixtures this next game week. Uh, as usual, all that seems to matter is just getting your captain right. And so I'm hoping that I can, can do that this week. Um, all right, that's my quick recap. Jake, give me what happened for you in 18-19-20. I mean, really, the story just goes back to what I talked about. I just missed my points from Trent and uh, KDB. Um, so game week 17, I made the big move to bring in Sun. Uh, instead of KDB, KDB bangs two goals and an assist against Arsenal. Um, the rest of my team did all right. I still had Trent at this time. I got 54 points, two below the average. I captained Vardy, got a goal. None of my team did like phenomenal except Lundstrom and uh, Guaita. Um... And then game week 18, again, just kind of like humming along. I was way over the average at least because I, I pulled the right captain, uh, Captain Ings, who got me 13 points. He had the two goals. Fuck, yeah, game fuck week. that. Fuck you. Uh, but, but again, like had I kept Trent, 
and Sun, or excuse me, Trent and KDB, I would be flying. Like I was talking to my my buddy who came to visit, and I was like, I would be top five k, like hands down, yeah. had I kept both of them. Um, because I then missed another clean sheet this week from Trent. They have four in a row. Um, I think it's only three, three in a row. No, I think it's four. I think it's four Wolves, games. Leicester, Watford. Oh, they did keep it clean against Bournemouth, but Trent didn't get that clean because he only played 50 minutes. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but but uh, the, obviously the big issue was the fact that Trent, you know, ho-hummed against Leicester and had the best defensive, you know, like when's the last time a defender scored that many points? Yeah. Was, Has that ever happened? <laughs> did you just say Has he ho-hummed against Leicester? Yeah, I just, I don't that's know. That's not like, a saying. <laughs> I just want to be clear that that's not a saying. <laughs> That's an American saying right No, it's there. not. That is not an American saying. Oh, he ho-hummed it. That's not it. That's not a thing. He ho-hummed it. Okay. Well, anyways. I hope somebody ho-hums you. <laughs> Game week 19, pretty <laughs> rough. 12 below the average. Um, yeah, I captained Abraham. I thought for sure he was going to, you know, do really well against Southampton. And then Southampton crushed Chelsea. Pulisic plays like a minute like I, I don't know why I couldn't go to Martial I kept being like oh, I need to pull the trigger I need to pull the trigger and I never did <laughs> um, because that that was another transfer that was kind of in the back of my mind that would have been much better than the ones I made um, so yeah it was it's rough it's been not good and this is why I'm dropping points and this is why I made the early transfer to, to adjust a lot of things my defense is the problem it's you know finally time for Liverpool's defense to show up they're healthy and it's when I absolutely decided to have no Liverpool players in my defense hilarious deserved um you know I think we should hit on this something kind of amazing has happened and that's the performance of the Slack community team uh did you know that the team is is beating both of us now yeah I saw that yeah ranked twenty three thousand overall i i never so this is no offense to anyone involved in the slack team um and gaz has been the 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 guy on our slack that really has run the entire thing i you and i can take zero credit for any of it we literally just built the slack channel and then he was like i'm doing this team do you want you can i do it and i was like hell yeah go for it and he has run everything seamlessly yeah freaking twenty three thousand overall uh it's incredible. I, you know, the last couple of game weeks, we should just really hit on kind of how the team performed because they did quite well. Game week 18, 58 total points, uh, got the captain right with, uh, with Jimenez. Uh, game week 19, 78 total points. Uh, you know, like, again, gets the captain right with Ali, uh, has Trent, which was a, obviously the biggest part of that game week. And then game week 20 here, 62 points, gets the cap, basically shit game week for most of the team but uh gets the captain right with Mane and so it's just a really to me it's kind of an interesting thought experiment this whole I don't know like hive mind kind of situation where like for those that aren't part of our slack first off losers okay get part of the slack channel join the patreon and like be part of it but what what Gaz does is every single week in one of the the sections of the channel he posts like 
okay, here's our options for, or, or no, he, he'll post like, what do you guys think are some options for transfers? And then everybody talks about it. And then he posts a poll that says, okay, here's the choices that we have, you know, throw some votes in, we'll decide on how we're going to use our transfers. And then he does the same thing for bench, uh, for captains, for vice captains. I mean, it's like, it's very intricate, the entire thing. And uh, Jake, you and I have been, especially like at the beginning of the year, relatively poor, like being involved in. It. I've I finally like made sure I'm always voting now, like getting back into it. And um, but it's like it's really interesting the way like a hive group of people are kind of working together to make the decisions and how well the team is doing. I I just never would have really thought that uh, the team would do this well. Like I I always thought the team would do fine, but like this is exceeding my wildest expectations. Yeah, they're doing great. <laughs> they are doing even, great. I'm not even voting. That's probably why. So that's the only credit I can take is that I'm not voting. Yeah, you need to get in. Get in and just throw a vote in. It's it's kind of fun. Yeah. I mean, you know, like a lot of people will post kind of cool stats and stuff about different players and, and, how, um, and how and why those players should be selected for the team or transferred or captained or whatever. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's good. And, and it's a cool group of people that are, are taking part in it. So yeah, be, get part of that folks that aren't, um, get in touch with me, uh, and we'll get you in there. So uh, Emma wrote in now that the awesome Patreon Slack team is beating both pod hosts. Is the, is, is it right to rename it? Jake and Marco don't matter. Yes. Yeah, I can't, I wish I could say no, but I feel like, yes. Um, all right, uh, Jake, we need to update leaderboards because we haven't read them in a long time. Uh, I'm going to do League Dive this week. You'll do the PSL Super League. Um, I'll do top 10, you do top 5, okay? Okay. All right, uh, in 10th, uh, CP Warriors. In 9th, uh, Sean uh, Sean Coron- Coronin. Uh, in 8th, I Know Nothing. In 7th, Rosa Parks the Bus. Wow, all right. Uh, in 6th, uh, Loftus Chiquinandos. In 5th, the React Reserves in fourth, TBC. In third, Return of the Snag, FPL Lewis. Uh, in second, Inferno FC. And remaining in first place, Lukewarm FC. A game week score of 60, overall score of 1273, and an overall rank of 270 in the world. Did take a hit this week. Um, I'm really hoping that uh, Lukewarm FC does win the entire thing at this halfway point. We've got a couple people that are are quite high. I mean, Lukewarm FC, Inferno FC in second is overall rank of 1251. So the two of them are in, in good positions. I would um, just like to remind you gentlemen that, or, or ladies, or anything in betweens, that uh, if and when you do win the overall, um, you do owe Jake and I 51% excuse me, percent of all winnings. That is in the fine print. The moment you heard our voice on this podcast, uh, you signed a auditory contract that's what that's called so uh jake top five psl super league number five um delirious emma fpl hanging in there at number four uh jacob close your very own minus 80 fpl plus 80 psl number three uh molly newman uh robocop number two the new team that we haven't talked about until recently marco doesn't matter the art of the dive <laughs> podcast slack team fuck, fuck, um, fuck. and then <laughs> still in first uh loftus cheeky nando's matthew hall holding holding steady there doing well what's uh matthew's overall rank right now 
1235 total points. His overall rank, uh, wow, is um, 3,319. Wow, yeah. Another another good one. Um, All right. Good job, folks. We all know the only reason you're doing well is because Jake and I make this podcast. So you're welcome. Uh, We're going to take a short break. When we come back, uh, we'll hit game week questions, talk a little bit about captains. And then we have a handful of uh, completely weird and random questions this week, which should be a lot of fun. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the second half of the pod. Our Patreon is still open. You can join it. You can support us. You can help us cover the cost of this pod and the oysters and the lavish trips and the caviar and the sports cars and the hotels and the third and fourth homes that Jake and I plan to buy in this this next 2020. But seriously, our podcast does actually cost money to run. Uh, and we really appreciate those that take some time to support it. Uh, some people support it for the whole season. Some people support it for just chunks of the season. Some people give lots of money. Some people give really small amounts. Um, it doesn't matter. Anything that uh, you can help us out with really does go a long way because it's interesting. Running a podcast uh, costs a lot more money than most people think. Between equipment, website, hosting fees, uh, it's a lot. Uh, and we've done it now for three years. And this is our first year doing a Patreon. And so... Uh, yeah, thanks to those already that, you know, we've had some really awesome people that have, you know, donated, you know, top tier Patreon stuff and or anything, right? I mean, it's like really appreciated. Um, people should be getting shirts soon. The folks that signed up at the beginning of the year should be getting shirts soon, um, anywhere from uh, one to two weeks from now, depending on if you're domestic or uh, international, that you should be getting your shirt soon. Um, and so if you want to be involved in our Slack team, if you want to help help us out a little bit, like join our Patreon. You can go to our website, divefpl.com. There's a link right on there. Uh, you can email me at theartofthedive at gmail.com and, uh, and, and ask me how to join. I'll send you a link. Uh, or you can go on to Twitter. We have a link on our profile as well. Uh, it's really simple and we, we really appreciate it. So it's enough about that. Jake, let's get into the game week. Uh, there's a lot of questions about, um, you know, now kind of double game week 24 has been announced for Liverpool. So how are we going to manage that? Um, Everton is an interesting question right now. Wolves uh, and Wolves assets are, are on the block as well. Um, so so let's get into it. Let's start with that first thing. It's it's game week 20, but in game week 24, we have a Liverpool Liverpool double game week. And so uh, that was just announced, I think, a few days ago. And Liverpool are going to, in 24, be playing Wolves away uh, and West Ham away. So, I mean, I don't look at that and think, oh, those are like the best two fixtures, especially, you know, I think Wolves away is going to be a tough match. You know, West Ham away, I don't know. I mean, they just parted away with Pellegrini. You have to think that maybe they can get their shit together. They have a handful of good players. Um, Liverpool are an interesting team as well. They, you know, a buddy of mine was saying yesterday, um, he was talking just a little bit about, uh, he's a huge Liverpool fan and how Liverpool are kind of a team that just does only what they need to do to win games. So they don't necessarily... They don't necessarily go and, and and put the gas pedal down when teams are, you know, when they're up 2-0. They don't try to push it to four. You know, they they kind of just go into coast mode. And I don't know. I, it's it's definitely something we need to talk about, though, how we're going to do that. 
Uh, the question is, of course, Jake, double Liverpool defense or double Liverpool attack? And Native American Drake started that question for us. Um, Eshin asked the same question, which three Liverpool players for double game week 24? Uh, let me get your thoughts on that that first part, Jake. Defense or attack? And then which players for that double game week? Yeah, I think just based on the fact that a lot of forwards have been performing very well, but they're typically a little bit higher priced. Like we're talking guys like Vardy, who's leading the league um, amongst forwards by a fair amount, and he costs $10 million now. Rashford is you know, at nine and also doing pretty fantastic. Inks has really been um, one of the diamonds in the rough as a cheap forward for me that I've had. But I I want those forwards still because I don't see a lot of them slowing down. I still think Abraham, who I've owned for a really long time, is, you know, Chelsea. The midfield gets rotated a lot, but really the guy who's going to finish for that team up front and like he gets a lot of good heading chances. He gets some, you know, good shots, um, some breakaways is Abraham. So if I go Salah and Mane, I'm just not going to be able to have all those guys and I'm going to have to pick the right budget forward. You know, some people might say, yeah, let's go DLC and let's go like Ings and, and try to make it work. I'm just more scared to do so because I think you run the risk of those guys blanking for a few weeks in a row and then not doing as well. Where the Liverpool defense now is much healthier. So to me, I like going double Liverpool defense. Uh, it gives me a lot more flexibility. And again, I haven't completely locked into my team. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But- we know you're trying to hide your team from us. We get it. But but I just agree with what what you know you said too. It just you know two weeks ago you would have asked me this. I would have wanted Salah. I stuck with Mane because I don't like to make a lot of a lot of lateral moves. And you know look at his fantastic goal this week, and he's the only one mm-hmm. who scores now. Salah had some great chances. Like I thought for sure he was going to score a goal. Yeah, that's been the case um, though the entire season. <clears throat> Right, like that. Yeah, he's, exactly. Every game you watch, you're like, "Wow, Salah's had six incredible chances." Oh, another fucking blank. Great. And then Mane gets one chance, and he's like, "Bang, goal, done." Yep. Yeah. And that's just the way those two guys are. So right. I just don't th- think it's worth paying that much for both of them at twelve point three. Yeah, uh, I I can't disagree in any way. Um, I know some people will will go the double attack and um. Yeah, I mean, it's just a lot of funds, right? You can have two. So to me right now, Vardy, I would call Vardy a premium player, right? Especially with the way he returns. And so you could have like Salah Vardy of two premiums and that's going to be, what is he, 12 and 10 million roughly, right? So mm-hmm. um, uh, you've got like 22 million or 22 and a half million with those those extra few little point whatevers, uh, you know, and, and Salah and Mane, Mane's now up to 12 something. So it's almost another 2 million to have Mane. Now for the double is the only way that you could maybe twist that a little bit. And have you looked, let me just look really quickly. So the matches are going to be on the 23rd and the 29th. I don't think they have anything in between those two. So they have a pretty big break. We should probably double check that actually. Um, Have you looked at that Jake? I did, and that's what makes me like want Salah because he's a much more explosive player, and for like the triple captain, I've thought about it. 
definitely thought but they about don't it. have they don't have like a so that wolves match and that west ham match there's nothing in between there yeah there's not okay that was one no. thing i was concerned about was that there was like a weekend match in between because they play on a thursday no there's not so so i mean you could you know you're pretty safe from the rotation thing i think i'm gonna go with Robbo and taa and i'm gonna stay with sala um, I'm a little sick of Salah's performance. I'm getting frustrated, but I'm not. I'm not going to move laterally over to Mane. Um, Salah's still having a decent season. He's just hasn't had returns um, with the consistency that that I've been hoping for. Um, Na- Native American Drake also asks why. Uh, why is Jake such a massive Fiat 500 girl? I think that's in reference to PSLs. Do Fiat 500 girls drink PSLs? I don't know what a Fiat 500 girl is. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's, I'm looking it up right now. It's like pulp, it's pop culture, Jake. Okay. They're like basic bitches, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah like no. rich, ba- rich, basic <laughs> bitches. Why are you that? That's just what I enjoy, I guess. I would guess they're white too, right? I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. White women, am I right, Jake? Yeah, I'll have to do some some research on these Fiat 500 girls. I can say things like that. I don't like really that. like, like the white Fiat girls, car, you know? I will say that. You don't like but, Fiats? I mean, they're okay. It's just not a car I would own. I feel like it'd be like literally the perfect car for you. Maybe when I was in Los Angeles, but I don't know about now. It's kind of like, you know, how some people have like big vehicles to compensate for things. Mm-hmm. Like you have a little vehicle because you're completely comfortable with your very little thing. And you want everyone to know that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's me, but whatever. <laughs> well, I mean, everyone else knows it's you, right? And thinks it's you. So you are yeah. the reality which others perceive. Am I right? Nah, I don't william shatner stuff i don't read that i don't i don't do that weird shit <laughs> okay uh kenny mcdowell wrote in liverpool have some aging midfielders uh and so another liverpool question who do you think from the existing premiership would make good transfers uh would love to see adam Triori there jack Grealish is good but not sure he'd fit liverpool's counter stacking t- style uh so kenny's just wondering dream transfers over to liverpool um i don't know i, I don't yeah, I don't know. Do you have anyone yeah. that you'd like to see? At, no, I don't want to see anyone at Liverpool. I don't want to see no, them. They're already too good, right? Um, yeah, that's a, Kenny. You're out of control again. Yeah, <clears throat> you got. I think you've a, got Jordan Anderson. He'll be trundling around that midfield for years. He'll be just <laughs> fine. Yeah, just let Jordan do his thing. Um, Bobby Love wrote in Brighton attacking options. Are they worth the investment? Uh, yeah, let's talk a little bit about Brighton, shall we, Jake? Okay. Okay. Okay, says Jake. I um, yeah, no, no, no. I, don't I think know there's much about them, but well, I think there's it's worth it's worth looking at, right? I mean, so the big players is for sure uh, Mape, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to say that he's interesting. Seven goals and an assist on the season. Um, he's priced out at 5.8 right now. And so they have a tough matchup at home against Chelsea, but then they have Everton, Aston Villa, Bournemouth, West Ham, Watford, Sheffield, Crystal Palace in the next upcoming fixture. So a really good run as well. If we look at um, at Neil, our boy Neil here, 
you know, 3.5 shots per 90, uh, 0.7 key passes per 90, uh, and expected goals of almost eight on the season. So he's performing right about where he expects. His expected goals per 90 is 0.49. That's that's quite high. Um, of course, Conley as well, another player that some people have been interested in at 4.5. Now, the issue is that the minutes for Conley have been um, kind of rotating, right? And he hasn't really nailed that spot down. Um, is there anybody else? I mean, grab, 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 grab could be interesting as well. Uh, but he hasn't necessarily performed at like a high level this year with only one goal and, and five assists on the season. Um, but I think Mopé is like, Neil Mopé is an interesting choice. I mean, if you wanted to go super low, I think he's a, a great pick right now with good fixtures coming up, mostly nailed down uh, stats to, to back up his performance. Um, you know, I think that he's a, a fair pick. He's fiery. He's quick. He gets in behind back lines. Well, um, you know, you want to go a cheap, maybe third option that you know is going to play. I feel like that's the perfect direction to go. Yeah. I, I don't disagree with that. DLC is the other player around that price who's been interesting of late. I think he has five goals. Um, let's see, within the last five games. Um, but but Mapei to me seems a little bit safer just based on like previous history, if that makes sense for for DLC because uh, or DCL, excuse me, because he just tends to have these streaks where he just can't finish anything. Yeah, and that worries um, me. Well, that's what Marvin the Gunner was asking, right? Is is DLC the real deal? Wilson wrote in, are Everton worth looking at Richarlison or Dominic Calvert-Lewin after 21? You know, again, we've got a situation where they've got City here in 21, but then Brighton, West Ham, Newcastle, Watford, Crystal Palace. So five good good matches, uh, good matchups here. Um, DLC, yeah, he's interesting, right? Of course, two goals in the last match, a goal against Burnley. And then in 16, he had two goals against Chelsea. Um, no assists on the year, uh, but he has played in almost every match, but just recently starting. So five matches, six matches, seven matches in a row of starting. Um, yanked in 15 at 59 minutes, but then has played 90 in every match since. Um, you know, what about the Everton players? I, you know, I don't know. I, you know, new manager, good run of fixtures coming up here after City. Um are they, a lot of people have, have been going with Richarlison. I didn't really get that pick. Am I just kind of like off the beat of what's going on or, or what's the deal? Well, with the changes, I'm a little bit more worried about Richarlison. Um, with like worried Ancelotti good or worried worried good? Like, oh, worried, I, I don't want him or like worried bad? What are you saying? Worried like I don't want him anymore. Um, I didn't, I don't really like his price to begin with, but it seems like he's just has decreased opportunities and that might have just been like the last game or two but with keen playing and with uh dominic calvert lewin playing he just seems to be playing more of like a out wide midfielder that's actually just more providing rather than being their focal point of their attack now and i don't want to pay eight for a player where Martial is cheaper and is a center forward um, on a better team. So that's, yeah, that's, I mean, that's the hard thing is I just, I struggle with Richarlison compared to Martial. Yeah. In the last match, it kind of looks like they, they mostly lined up in essentially like a four, four, two. 
And Richarlison did just play like an, an outside midfielder, not not a winger or not like in a 4-2-3-1 where he's in that left attacking midfield spot and he has a lot more freedom to kind of go forward. He has a lot of covering behind him, right, with, with central midfield players. Um, and mm-hmm. so, yeah, I, I have to agree with you. If that's going to be the situation, I guess we'll have to see under uh, Carlos uh, well, how they do things. Um, but, but if that's going to be the way that they line up, I'm not – not interested. And I wasn't before either, really, to be completely honest. I don't understand at, at his price what anyone sees in him. DCL at his price, again, another player that if you want a, a, a third, you know, forward that you know is going to get minutes and you know is going to play and you have the funds to do so, I like it. Um, I think it's fine. Him or Mape are both good good picks in that regard. Ashiva wrote in, are Wolves the third best side in the Premier League? They played City and Liverpool within 43 hours and were absolutely amazing. On the other hand, Leicester and Rogers showed their real place versus the same teams. Uh, wow, yeah, Ashiva. Um, I love Wolves. I think, I like, you know, being somebody who's kind of like, you know, not nailed down to like a city or a squad and just likes to watch like, you know, the EPL for the theatrics of the game um you know wolves are probably this year and part of and most of last year were one of my favorite teams to watch i love nuno i, I think he's a really interesting manager I, I love hearing him talk about the game i like their 3-4-3 or 3-5-2 depending on how they play it's unconventional the way that they play it not often seen in the prem um i don't i don't know are they are they better than lester jake I think they're that's certainly better than possible. Ars- they're better than Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. I think both those teams are better than Arsenal. I think the problem, what's hard, is that Wolves have been dealing with Europa, and we tend right. to see these teams kind of yo-yo. When they're in Europa, they struggle a little bit more in the Premier League just because they're not super deep. Um, so now Leicester this year with no Europa is a little bit ahead of Wolves. But if you just had them play the same amount of games in the same schedule, uh, I think it's a coin flip, but I would almost give the coin flip to Wolves. It would be really close. <clears throat> they don't, yeah, they don't have the depth of any of the top teams, right? They don't have the players that they can just rotate like those other squads can. Um, although mm-hmm. they made a, a number of changes against Liverpool and performed quite well. Yeah, great team, fun to watch. Uh, Emma Roden. What do you... What oh, do you make ahead. of Adama Traore? Like, do you think that's a player that you would be interested in getting as like a facilitator because he's so cheap and he has a ton of points on the season? Or do you think it's just kind of like a, well, he's just performed well against City twice? Yeah. Um, I mean, I look at his stats and I don't love them. Expected goals per 90 of 0.11. Expected assists per 90 of 0.21. Um, not not really that interested in him as a player. Um, he's fun to watch because he's a, a what did they say in England a brick shit house? Is that what they call it? Yeah, I don't really understand. It's like if I had a dollar for every time the announcers are like he's powerful, I'd be like I'd have fifty dollars in yeah. one game. Yeah, you're like yeah we we can tell he he's wearing triple XL shorts and they look like they're a child speedo. You know, like, <laughs> like, yeah, we get that, you know, like we get that he's powerful. Yeah. The man is, there's a picture circulating around right now of him, like just flexing his arms and it looks like he has like eight different biceps. It's, it's really weird. Um, mm-hmm. Good for him. Uh, 
someday I'll look like that if I keep lifting. Anyways, no, I'm not interested yeah. in him. Um, at his price point now, he's like, what is he, 5'7 now? 5'5. Five, five. Okay, 5'5. Five, five. Um, at his price point, uh, I would rather, given the stats, just go super low. Like have somebody that like is going to get uh, two points a game and just use the money okay. elsewhere. Um, okay. But on the other hand, I could also see the argument for if you don't have any Wolves players, like if you don't have Raul Jimenez on your team, which I think he's an awesome pick and a great player. Um, I could see like saying, okay, I'm going to have Triori and I'm just going to play him in, in the matchups that I like. Right. Or like when I have other players, I might, you know, I can rotate him pretty confidently and know that he's at least going to be involved. It's just those numbers are really low. 0.11 XG per 90. And he's only getting 1.5 shots per 90 and 1.5 key passes per 90. That's low as well. Yeah. I think he's a trap. I just, I just was curious as to your thoughts as well. Yeah. That's my thoughts. Um, okay. So we're going to keep kind of jumping all around here because we don't want to run too long with the pod. So Garf. Writes in uh, what to do with uh, Grealish. He's okay, but Aston Villa are shite. Uh, but who else is there at that price point, he says. What do you think? Do you, is, do you move from Grealish right now if you brought him in? I think if you have him, you, you might want to hold him. Um, they are they are just really bad. Yeah, um, but their fixtures true. are kind of mixed, not terrible. Like Burnley, Brighton, Watford, Bournemouth, mixed Southampton mixed in with Spurs and Man City. It's not terrible. Um, so I think you you just hold them. I don't really think there are other good players at that price point. That's what makes it trickier. Right. I think Mount would be if I got to pick between the two. I think I would just go with Mount just because Chelsea's better. Yeah, that's true. Um, and he takes some free kicks and things like that. But but it's kind of, they're pretty even. And it tends to be anytime Villa get a return, you know, Jack's involved. They're incredibly similar in terms of shots per 90, key pass per 90, expected goals and expected assists per 90 as well. Um, in fact, Grealish is just a little bit better than Mount in his key pass per 90 and therefore his expected assists per 90. But um but Mount's just slightly higher in the shots per 90 in the expected goals per 90 category. Um, and they're, yeah, they're, they're both better than Triore by a significant amount um, in terms of, of their ability to, to be dangerous. So yeah, I, I, I got to agree, Jake. I don't think that there's a lot of other place to go. I'd hold him. Um, if you've got a, a two transfer move and you don't like him, you could go down super low with him and then bring somebody else in, uh, use the money elsewhere or, um, downgrade somebody else and upgrade him. There's not really a lateral move that I that I necessarily like. Um, you know, Mount, like I said, like you said, is probably the only player in that price range that is doing similarly in terms of production. So Sean number one writes in. Oh, this is a bit graphic. So for our young listeners, you'll need to put your earmuffs on for but one moment. For our older listeners, you will want to listen. Sean number one writes in, just gone from 14K to 50K this game week after being bent over and taken fucking dry by all the rotation. Jake, hmm. any, any thoughts on that? That's not a question. True. Do you want me just to make a comment? He also says, what electrical item should I take in the bathroom <laughs> with me? Gotta be a toaster, right? Question mark. 
There's I'm a lot gonna, of other things. Yeah, you don't have to use a toaster. But toasters are high voltage, right? Is that kind of the idea? Probably. Yeah. It requires a lot of electricity to heat that up. Um, mm-hmm. I guess, like, I don't know if killing yourself's the right the right move, though. I'm going to say no on that. No, I'm going to say no. Oh, God, Jake. <laughs> I feel um, you. I've, I did that. I, it took me a couple game weeks to get there, but I also did that. You jumped in a bathtub with a toaster? <laughs> I went from 14K to over 50K. I'm 56K, I think, now, or no. 54. Yeah, it's it's still... Um, so, the, the rankings, yeah, are still pretty close, right? I mean, if you... If you miss if you you miss the the boat by ten or fifteen points, um, you're gonna drop that much in a week. So if you have one bad game week, you're you know you just fall out. It's really challenging. On the plus side, you can also have a good game week and bounce back up. Yeah, I would not do any of those things, Sean. So please don't. I'm sorry that you were bent over. Um, you know that these things happen as well. Um, he says. Anyways, would you rather use free hit or triple captain for double game week twenty four? Uh, neither. I, I won't be using either. Will you be using either? Um, I've sent, set up my team to do any of those things, and I will probably be not doing any of them. <laughs> yeah. I don't... Uh, the triple captain, I don't hate. Um, Mane or Sala, but, um, but I don't necessarily love those fixtures either. They're both away matches, which is kind of a downer. Um should probably check in the next game week or two. Ben Krillin is now starting to put together all of the blank and double game week stuff. Um, of course, official announcements have yet to be made, but Ben is like um, uh, an uber genius with figuring out where they might fit in. And so he's starting to, to put out where the potential blanks and doubles might come and uh, talk about with that, of course, how to potentially play your chips. Um, I have a feeling that something better is going to come along. Uh, you know, I don't know who that is or what that's going to look like. You know, obviously, Liverpool is is arguably the best option, um, but you know, maybe City have a decent double. I don't know with you know KDB or, or Kuhn, you know, or or something like that. I don't know, but I don't know that I'm going to use use either right now. Um, Troll writes in is. Uh, Liverpool winning the Premier League this season because A, they're legitimately legitimately better than every other team. B, every other contender has dropped the ball and is shite. Uh, C, it's a first and last Liverpool thing. Uh, or D, all of the above. I, I think it's D, all of the above, wouldn't you say? I think it's A. I just think they're better. Do you really? Yeah, they're fantastic. I mean... I mean, there's been a number really struggled due to missing out on Laporte. I think that was the worst player they could have injured. But I mean, I look at Liverpool's squad and I'm like, you have guys on the bench like Lovren who, you know, played for Croatia and was in the final for the World Cup. Uh, Matip, who I would be happy to have as a starting center back at Arsenal. Um, midfielders like Wijnaldum, Kaita, who doesn't even play that much. You know, oh gosh, what's his name? Shakiri. Shakiri doesn't even play. Shakira, Shakira. He's a fantastic player. He, you know, he he has dominated the Premier League 
where did he play before? Was it Stoke? Yeah, he has dominated the bench press for years. Yeah, I just and and it's like and you guys you have guys like Origi who can come off the bench and score goals whenever he wants to. It's like their their team is solid throughout. Not to mention they have the best center back and the best two outside backs in the Premier League. Um probably and the arguably best, the best keeper. Probably the best manager <clears throat> so, too. And the best manager. That I'm yeah. going to say cuz fuck Pep. So. Yeah. I don't get me wrong, I think Liverpool are incredible. I I also uh think I think that they're probably the best team. They've also had a number of very lucky things happen with VAR ruling out really close goals with, uh, you know, late winners with, you know, things like that. I mean, they've just, they've, they've been lucky as well this year, but I think it takes a little bit of both to have the season that they're having. Um, and I'm also a firm believer that you create your own luck with the style of play that you utilize um, and, and with the risks that you take in the game. Um, and of course with the work rate of your players. And so, um, yeah, so yeah, they're they're better. I'll I'll say that. Okay, uh, FPL Pro writes in: Is KDB a must have? The answer is yes. Uh, two point. Uh, oh, oh. Wrote wrote in: Are we better not worrying about the bench when we only get one pointers? Um, yeah, I mean, we talked a little bit about that at the top of the pod, right? Um, you know, I think think we have to have some bench, but uh, yeah, there's not as much rotation maybe as we thought. And, uh, and yeah, it doesn't, a lot of times the only way to get there is to, to downgrade premiums. I think it's good to have one or two in your squad for captaining options, even though I've never gotten my captain right. So, all right. That's our questions, Jake. Sorry. I had to pound those out because we're getting, we're getting long on the pod here. Um, captain shouts. Who are you thinking for this week, Jake? Mm, I like arrested Vardy against Newcastle. Um, you know, I at first would have been more on Martial, but Arteta did seem to kind of somehow get Arsenal to look better. Like they looked good against Chelsea for most of the game until Leno punched the air and Torreira <laughs> fell over because, you know, Jorginho is too strong for him or whatever. So I'm a little bit hesitant to, to go with Man United away. Um, so yeah, I think Vardy is my initial main thought. Yeah. I like Vardy too. Uh, I think, um, Salah or Mane at home is a fine pick as well. Um, but those are really the only players that I'd be looking at to captain this week. I mean, I guess KDB at home against Everton. He's KDB has been playing so well. I could see that. Um, and I don't know. Spurs. Do you like anyone on Spurs? No, Spurs are a stay away for for me right now. I'm just worried about them. They just don't yeah. pass the eye test. But yeah, I I forgot about Liverpool because they're the Thursday game. I don't I don't mind thinking about those guys just with the home advantage. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, let's. You're you're on wild card, so we're gonna wait till next week to talk about that. Um, mm-hmm. I've already moved Pulisic out of my team, by the way. So that's good. Uh, I just yeah. brought in. I went all the way down to Cantwell because I just wanted a player that I thought was gonna get minutes. Uh, and I need some funds to do some other moves. So I'm going to do that. I have another transfer. I'm probably going to use it, um, but haven't decided yet. And uh, that's it. I mean, we've got some rando questions, but uh, follow us on Twitter at DiveFPL, Instagram, The Art of the Dive, online at DiveFPL.com, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and so on and so forth. Download the pod, subscribe, uh, rate it, leave 
um, comments. We love to hear from people. Share it with folks. We really appreciate that. Uh, a couple weird questions to end it. Bobby Love, if you had to pick a movie where you kept the lead actors and actresses and everyone else was replaced by Muppets, uh, which would you pick? <laughs> Forrest Gump. <laughs> that would be mine. I just thought of that off the top of my head. Uh, Jake? I'll go with Casino Royale. The James Bond movie? Yeah. It's a great Just a movie. James Bond movie in general. I think that yeah, I think any James Bond. I actually, yeah, that would be great. I would love a, a Sean Connery James Bond movie oh, yeah. from Russia with Love or something. Uh, yeah. And all of the Muppets. That'd be hilarious. Good. Uh, Bobby Love also said, would Jake rather finger a horse or tow a duck? I guess I'd finger a horse. That's not nice of him to talk about your wife like that. It's really inappropriate. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, sh- <laughs> Don't you dare show this to your wife. All right. Uh, Shiva and Wilson both wrote in, what did Marco get Jake for Christmas? Uh, I didn't get you anything, Jake. Yeah. Do you want to talk about it? That's okay. No, I think that's fine. I didn't really get you anything either, so. Jake and I are going to see each other again in in February. Jake's uh, coming up north here, and we're going to get together uh, and watch a Milwaukee Bucks game. And that's kind of like our Christmas present to one another. We're going to get together and watch a game together. So, yeah. uh, FPL Virgin wrote in, how was both of your Christmases and how will you be spending New Year's Eve? And Thomas Bracken asked the drink of choice for New Year's Eve. Um, I didn't celebrate Christmas. I celebrated Festivus and it was great. I wrestled everyone in my family. I aired all of my grievances, which was wonderful. Um my family doesn't do a lot of gifts, which I love. Um, we normally just like get each other nice bottles of wine and that's it. And then we eat like a really big meal. So it was awesome to just do that. Uh, spending New Year's Eve, um, that's tomorrow. My wife has to work tomorrow during the day and New Year's Day. So um, I'm going to be re-insulating my basement, which I have some failed insulation in my basement. So I'm going to do that. And then we're going to go to the new Star Wars movie, which I've not seen yet, um, which will be fun. Jake, what are you going to do? And how was your your holiday? That's ironic. Um, Christmas, I worked, I think, a 14 and a half, 15 hour shift. So that was great. I also worked New Year's Eve and the day after Christmas. Um, before that, I kind of celebrated with my wife's family, which was good. And then I had a friend over after, which was good. Uh, New Year's Eve uh, tomorrow, I picked up a shift. So I will be working uh, probably another 14-hour day. And nice. then I think we're going to go. I'm going to make my wife dinner um, because she's been making me food a lot with work and we're going to go watch some fireworks. I we're going to go out and just New Year's Day, we're going to plan to see Star Wars. So I don't want to. Oh, you're going to crazy. Star Wars too? Yeah, New Year's Day. Nice. Yeah, we're going to probably go New Year's Eve, but maybe maybe New Year's Day. It's not bad either. Um, yeah. What's your drink and of choice? Then, what would your drink of choice be? I think for New Year's, I just really like, you know, champagne. Yeah. Yeah, like a dry champagne, right? So you don't yeah. get a stomach ache. Yeah. Something fancy AF, as the kids say. Mm-hmm. I'd have to go with um, a bourbon old fashioned, probably is kind of my good. kind of my cocktail of choice. Um, but we never had a choice, did we, Jake? We had to love that cocktail. 
Correct. Being from Wisconsin. I don't know. What would a Fiat 500 girl get? Uh, Probably like a cranberry vodka. Oh, yeah. Or like a Sprite vodka. Or like a lemonade vodka. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, lemonade and vodka, please. That'd be real good. (laughs) Oh, my God. That guy keeps looking at me. (laughs) That's a Fiat 500 girl getting drunk at a bar. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Yeah, thanks. All right, we should get out of here. Um, good luck with game week, everyone. Uh, so we've got, uh, well, we should probably make sure we have this nailed down. So game week is uh, Wednesday, by the way, deadline. Everyone should know that. Um, and then we have a pretty big chunk of time off until the next game week. So Wednesday, Thursday are the matches. Uh, and then I believe there's some cup matches on the weekend. And then the next game week isn't until the week after. And so we have, uh, we have plenty, plenty of time. Um, between here and there so we so so good luck to everyone and uh yeah that's it let's go out here jake i'm marco and i'm jake and remember you should die